0: What's up, landers? I'm your host, Mr. Miggity Mac. Mm, mm mm And with me tonight is my co-host, Dr. Diamond Dug. Triple D! Quick reminder, you can find us on AdventuresInVideoLand.com or on Facebook at AdventuresInVideoLand. We are Critics with Attitude. In many of the AV podcasts, you'll find some bad language, and that's just not really our uh, style. Not really, no. not really. So we'll try to keep this... BG-13 with gunfights, gun machete, machete fights, fights knife, fights, knife, fights, knife fights, fist fights, fist fights, fist fights, and hot two-on-one guy
1: action. Uh, phrasing.
0: <laughs> also, spoiler alert, if you don't want tonight's movie ruined, pause this episode, go watch the movie, and come back later. With that said, tonight we'll be talking about Season 9 Pantheon nomination, Numero Treso, The Raid, Redemption. Nominated by Brad McBoom with guest voter Jesse Reyes. Before we get to any of that, let's chat about Pantheon. Sure, sure. Dr. Diamond Doug, what is Pantheon?
1: Well, Pantheon is something that we use to refer to movies that hit on all the cylinders. Acting, directing, script, score, cinematography, special effects. Mm. We would consider them essential viewing, best of its genre. It has that certain je ne sais quoi. I don't even know what that means. Never gets old. There are nine members of the AV Council. Every three weeks, a council member nominates a movie. Everyone else votes yes or no with their reasons. In addition, there's a guest voter, and also there's a Facebook poll Uh that counts in aggregate as one vote. Total of 11 votes, and each movie needs A two-thirds majority to get in, which is seven Seven. votes. Seven yeses, and they are in Pantheon. Then it's in Pantheon. Well, let's talk
0: about this season so far. This is nomination number three. Nomination number one was Walk Hard. Walk Hard. The Dewey Cox story. The Dewey Cox story. And it, how did it do?
1: It did not make it in. It was a a paltry two of 11. Just
0: Missed it by a lot, actually. <laughs> Sorry about that. And uh, our second nomination was Four Lions. Four Lions. And how did it do?
1: It made it in with a seven of eleven, just squeaked by. Squeaked right uh, in. And there. this was a movie that, in the in uh, the pantheon of adventures in Videoland, made history by being a, a movie d- a that double. was Re-voted or re-nominated. Yeah. So it was nominated in 2017 by Ryan Smith. And then he re-nominated it in 2024. Because it didn't make it the first time. It didn't make it, but the council has changed. Different Mm -hmm. people. And this time, just kind of squeaked in. Yeah, well, but it got in. So it it doesn't matter how it it gets in. Yeah.
0: It's like, you know, if you win an Oscar by one vote... You're the Oscar winner. I was
1: talking to my daughter today, and she's like, "I think I got the." So she had a a, a job interview. Oh, oh, she's looking for a job. Look for yeah, you're you're recent like, graduate. I think I got it. You know, by default. And then she said, "But as you've taught us, a default win is still a win. It's still a win, <laughs> brother." We're like, default, default, default,
0: default, default.
1: default. default.
0: So. Uh, hey, you know what? Before we get into everything, let's have a little foreplay. Oh, I love I. foreplay you know, with the you. The thing that we do our best sometimes, me and you, is foreplay. Foreplay. So in this case, our foreplay is going to be let's chat about action movies. Mm. Action movies that are memorable and like are sort of touchstones for you. What would you? What sure. would you
1: say? Uh, so some that come to mind is any. We'll start Born Identity, but any of sure. the Born uh franchiser. And the fight scenes and, yeah like, you know, the fight constant. there's you know. a lot shaky cam but a constant 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 also they tend to have soundtracks yeah. that are contemporary yeah and then uh while we were chatting before that uh movies like it's it's not the best movie in the mo- world but i love I do enjoy watching it. Is boss level, boss level, which is yeah. just fun. Where he's got to, we keep repeating he keeps the thing, looping like back. It's a living video game. But he, he and like when he never dies, stops. he starts
0: the day yeah. over, and, he, and he, the movie starts, and you see him like magically knowing exactly where to stand, how to duck, when to go, because he's played the level so many. times. And then
1: you got, you know, older movies, uh, even like Running Man. Oh with, yeah, with, on a uh, old Yes, yeah.
0: the original Running Man. Yeah. What about you? So you know, and I, you went with born identity and, and uh, being a much much older gentleman. Yeah, yeah. I uh, thought about the Bond series. Now I realized the older series was less action, more yeah. story. But the especially the newer ones, right? Uh, they're very action packed. Lots of fighting, running, jumping, and especially the latest three or four, very action, very hand to hand, as well as gunfights yeah. and so on. Those are those are there. Uh, I was also thinking about um, uh, uh, a Hardcore Henry, which is very much like Gamer. Uh, if you've seen Gamer, Gerard Butler? That's right. Uh, uh, it, it Hardcore Henry is a, like a guy who's living as a video game player. In Gamer, Gerard Butler plays uh, Prisoner, who I believe it's kind of like running man yeah right but also a little bit like uh death race 2000 where they're trying to get out of being in prison yeah anyway so yeah but no those are all action movies but then then if you think martial arts action movies Mm your mind might might go straight to bruce lee jackie chan uh even the john wick series uh
1: yeah it's hard to not mention john john wick
0: right yeah right uh, with all of the just just long running long shot violent scenes, right? And later sort
1: of later on, we'll probably see some connections with it. But uh, Judge, yes. Dredd Judge Dredd. Judge Dread, yes, of or course, or Dread. Uh,
0: well, there was just Judge the Dread, which was Stallone's yeah. more campy version, and then Dread, yeah, which is more right to the. With,
1: I was going to say Keith Urban. It's car. Carl Urban. Carl Urban, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you could
0: even go back for action movies, go all the way back to Seven Samurai, which we reviewed as in well, Pantheon now. I was
1: saying, like, the I was thinking you, you go way back to Charlie Chaplin, Buster sure. Keaton type yeah. uh, movies that are just gag after gag after gag, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And those movies did well, even as silent films, uh-huh. because action translates the action doesn't need to be translated right. so you don't need a lot of dialogue to get the point across right. and to get yeah. that
0: build that suspense in the audience like even the very first movie right with the train coming right at the camera yeah. it kind of builds the suspense to the audience <gasps> right that thing too so yeah action has foundations in very very early movies because that's how you could connect with an audience and it still connects in the movie we're talking about today has a very specific connection because of the action that's built into it mm-hmm. all right well let's chat about the movie itself uh, the Raid Redemption uh, is rated R. It is an action thriller movie directed by Gareth Evans. Did Marantau And I'm not familiar with that one, but I have seen The Raid like first. That was
1: his first foray into Great. doing this.
0: And then it was written also by Gareth Evans. Produced by Ario uh, Segantoro, who's an Indo- Indonesian producer uh, and collaborator with Evans. Cinematography by Matt Flannery. Dimas Imam Subono. Uh, who also are collabs with Evans, I guess regularly. Edited by Evans.
1: I'm getting a theme of a lot of Gareth Evans. A lot Evans of Gareth Evans, Evans here. <laughs> it almost feels like his budget
0: was small, so he was like, I'll do all the jabs.
1: I'll do all of it, I'm going to do it with my people.
0: Music by Indonesia, which is...
1: F- so f- so from the Indonesian side, you've yeah. got oh, Fajar, the Yuskamal, side. Fajar, Yuskamal, Fajar. Arya
0: Prayogi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On the U.S. side, Mike Shinoda, who co-founded Linkin Park. And Joseph Trapanese from Tron Legacy and Oblivion. Mm -hmm. Both solid movies. I would feel even underrated movies, but solid movies as well. Production by P.T. Marantel Films, uh, which is Evan's production company, and XYZ. uh, And Celluloid Nightmares and distributed by P.T. Marantel Films. This was released in March uh, the 22nd in 2011, and it's 101 minutes... Little piece of trivia I just learned from my friend, Dr. Diamond Doug, tonight is that that Evans only filmed 120 minutes of footage for this movie and the movie is 101 minutes long and some of it was sped up slightly, which means he essentially used everything in the movie, which is crazy, but given given the budget, we'll chat about later, I guess makes some sense. It was starring... Eco UIs, which is Rama. Joe Taslam, which is plays Jaka. Donnie Alamsaya, and I may be butchering every one of these names and just blame it on the fact that I was born in central Indiana. Thank you very much. Uh, Donnie played Andy. Yayan Ruhaya played Mad Dog, uh, one of my favorite characters in this movie. Pierre Gruno plays Wahu and the, the old cop Ray uh uh boy, wow.
1: Sahatapi.
0: Thank you. Plays Tama, the big bad, the boss man, the level fifteen dude, right? Uh give me
1: a synopsis from IMDB about sure, this movie. That this movie in a sentence is a SWAT team becomes trapped in a tenement run by a ruthless mobster and his army of killers and thugs. Yes, and that really tells
0: you essentially the entire storyline. That's
1: pretty much the story. Because
0: this movie is all about the action and not yes. so much about the uh, the yeah, story, but yeah. that's that's you know that's part of its charm. Uh, ratings on IMDb, it rates a seven point six of ten. Rotten Tomatoes gets eighty seven percent fresh with an eighty seven percent audience score. Metacritic, it rates a seventy three. That's from one hundred. <clears throat> uh, Rotten Tomato reviews. Uh, The critics' kind of consensus is that it's no frills, all thrills. The Raid Redemption is an inventive action film, expertly paced and edited for maximum entertainment.
1: So, on the top of the pops, you got Tim Roby, Daily Telegraph, rates it as fresh. Says the Raid is a film for which the adjective awesome might have been invented. But it's so awesomely awesome, you might want to teach it to some. Teach it some new words. And in honor of that particular rating,
0: I wore one of my favorite T-shirts. I have
1: a black belt in awesome. That is
0: my T-shirt. Thank you very much. Also, my little uh, flask says...
1: I don't get drunk, I get awesome. And I can can attest.
0: I went full-on awesome tonight. Thank you. Nicholas Bell from...
1: The bottom side. Ion
0: on Cinema at the very bottom end, the rotten rating, says... While some may euphemistically call... The Raid Redemption, an efficient action flick, the underwhelming bare-bones plot, catches up with the high-velocity action scenes before the film reaches its midway point. I have to say, I uh, actually messaged my friend, Dr. Diamond Doug. I messaged Mm -hmm. you, sir. And I said, I'm 35 minutes and 30 seconds into this martial arts film and have not seen any martial arts yet. I was... I was holding out hope for a martial arts action flick. I said, I love martial arts. Just wait. You said, just wait. It's going to pick up. The action gets crazy. The martial arts go over the top. You're right. Of course. And I knew that it was going to, but I was, I was, I was surprised at how long it took to build. Like, you know, you can say it's exhibition time, but yeah. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, Yeah, then it took off like a rocket right after.
1: Metacritic reviews seventy three based on thirty four reviews.
0: IndieWire gave it an uh, is is rated their their review is rated by Metacritic as a ninety one. American action movies are almost entirely defined by cutaways, blaring music cues, and grunts. The Raid Redemption is a hyper energetic Indonesian martial arts movie which delivers an effective rebuke to that meek norm. Bones Break, Blood Flows, and swift, excessively complicated fight choreography puts virtually everything released in North America since The Bourne
1: Ultimatum to instant shame. Kind of in the middle of the pack right here. Movie line 70, they rate it as a 75 there's a sliver of a plot to the raid, but it's really not worth going over. When the characters pause to talk, which is rare, it does tend to kill the film's momentum.
0: Yeah, you know, I was thinking about this particular, <clears throat> this particular review, and, and there's a, a couple lines of dialogue by the big boss where he's speaking over the the, the, uh, the intercom system in the entire yep. building, and I don't even think of that as dialogue. It was almost uh, a narration or background music it played into the plot but it was basically telling all the tenants in the building go ahead and kill these guys and then i'll give you free rent for life kind of a deal
1: there was like i didn't think of that
0: as dialogue at all there
1: was like two scenes that kind of popped out to me as like the more dialogue heavy scenes one in particular was like between the brothers rama and jaka Mm. where they kind of like have this moment and they're just like this was the one time to breathe yeah in the film
0: yeah and then Right back at it. back into it. So at the bottom of the pile, Roger Ebert, uh, his crew, their their review is rated a 25 on Metacritic. This film is about violence. All violence. Wall-to-wall violence. They didn't say from the windows to the walls, but he might have. Against many of those walls, heads were pounded again and again into a pulpy mass. If I estimated, the film has 10 minutes of dialogue, and that would be generous.
1: Uh, and I read that he uh, he went back because uh, people went after him for his review of mm-hmm. being negative of the mm-hmm. film, and he wrote a, re- a rebuttal. Like he held his ground and wrote a rebuttal to say, "I I stand time it like I stand fast at my uh, negative reaction to the film, and it's this is you know I'm not going to change my." My tune.
0: No, no. no. So
1: we, we go over into the masses to the Metacritic hoi polloi, the mm. users. And for that is an 8.1 overall rating. Mm-hmm. We have uh, 345 positive, 36 kind of middles, and then 22 negative. All right. Top of the pile then. Go for it. Oh, You, you go ahead and start. All right. I'll do the...
0: Chi-82. It rates it as a 10. An intense and well-choreographed action movie that is strong from start to finish. Also pretty brutal and a no-nonsense approach. The setup is excellent and wasted
1: no time. Brady Smith in the middle, five. Despite some brilliantly propulsive action sequences, The Raid Redemption is too threadbare and obvious to truly work as a whole. Its screenplay is so deprived of character, plot, emotion, and logic that it becomes pointless. Ouch. And, uh... Caleb McBoltz. Caleb McBoltz. Yeah,
0: Caleb or Calib. You know, I was going to go with Calibraphy, <coughs> but that didn't work. So Caleb McBoltz rates it as a two.
1: All right. Two I of w-
0: ten. I would like to hear
1: what this truly original thinker has to say. All right,
0: let me go for it. The Raid Redemption is an Indonesian-made martial arts action thriller that is all about violence. All violence. Wall-to-wall violence. Against many of those walls, heads are pounded again and again into a pulpy mass. If I estimate the film has... 15 minutes of dialogue I think I would be generous. This sounds familiar
1: It really sounds familiar
0: it's, the, Just the crafting of the sentences Feels like an experienced
1: writer It almost does, right? It feels like Was almost, it AI generated? It, it feels like maybe Like something that Roger Ebert would say
0: It does sound a little bit like Let me go back a page, hold on Oh, it's oh well. Roger Ebert said ten minutes, but so there I guess know. that makes this one original.
1: So, Caleb McBoltz, uh, the plagiarism checker, <laughs> <laughs> has, you've been busted, sir. Has 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 dinged off, and uh, you have an appointment with the dean
0: of students, young you man. Have
1: an appointment with the dean of students for aggressive plagiarism. <laughs> get some thought. Get some new thoughts, Caleb McBoltz. Copy you can't base. just copy and paste. Roger wow. Ebert. Like Love no one it. would catch that. Love All it. right. So
0: how about uh, I did? Our- I don't
1: know if anybody else has caught it, <laughs> but I caught it. Uh, yeah, yeah, you did.
0: A practiced eye. Let's uh let's let's go to some of the comments and reviews from our people, our folk, right here on the Video Landers, right on the Adventures of Video you, Land you'll, on Facebook. You'll notice
1: from from the the gleanings that I have is two pages. pages. We don't always have this many comments, no. but this was a very discussed movie on the Facebook I page and it. poll. Uh there was a lot lot of com a lot of commentary on this yeah. and, and I figured let's hear what everybody hear has what to Let's what they say. gotta say. Brandon Folk, let's start with Brandon. This is literally the best action movie of all time, with some of the best stunt work ever to grace the screen. It's hardcore, it's hard-hitting, it's simple. Story lends itself to the endless onslaught of brutal action Pantheon 4,
0: sure. Paul Barrett. I don't know if it's the greatest action movie, but it's easily in the top ten, maybe top five. The stunt work is incredible, the action propulsive in the story, all it needs
1: to be to move things along. Certainly Pantheon worthy. Lisa Fernandez, yes! Some films are burned into memory. The drug lab fight scene alone is ten out of ten. All of the fight scenes are so well choreographed without looking overdone or unbelievable. Mark H. Young clearly none of you have seen John Woo's Hard Boiled. I okay, have. okay, okay. Joshua McLaughlin uh, first out and out. Yes! Capital letters. I can hear I can give this year shouted from the top of my lungs. Babatunde
0: Ahimai Absolutely, though I'd say The Raid 2, Barendal, is a somewhat superior sequel, but this is the movie that actually brought director Gareth
1: Evans and action star Iku Uai to limelight. Patricia Perillo, I feel this film is worthy of Pantheon for being a true original, a hell of a lot of fun, and better than Dread. Patrick Egan, well, actually... He didn't write, well, actually, but I I added that because I, I, uh, for... Because uh, he had a well-actually moment right there. Sure. Hate to
0: break it to y'all, but it's not filmed in real speed. Other than that, perfect martial arts film. And as I said, some scenes were sped up a little. Yeah.
1: One, you said 1.1. 1. 1. 1. Oh, one, 1%. One, uh, 1%. Yeah, or 1%. Yeah. Scott Herdliska, pretty dope. Yes!
0: Brandon Saltzman. The raid is amazing, and the fighting scenes in this movie are probably the best I've ever seen. It's literally nonstop action from beginning to end. Mad Dog is a great villain and possibly has one of the best lines, quote, squeezing the triggers like order and take out. If you haven't seen this movie, then you're missing out on a good time. I vote yes to Pantheon.
1: We have something from Al Patrickson, who oh. he normally says uh, yes or no.
0: Right. Those no. are his words. He was inspired to write. And this perhaps time. it's the nom de plume, but either way.
1: That's right. Or a nom de gore. Uh, okay. Hashtag the Raid is an awesome blend of hashtag John Wick, hashtag the Expendables, hashtag V for Vendetta, and hashtag the Hunger Games. I'm making hashtags with my fingers All this whole time. All in one with action, such gritty, bloody, and gory death scenes, and a bleak atmosphere. Thank you, Al Patrickson, hashtag...
0: Benjamin Sager, best action movie from start to finish. Great nomination. The Dream of Pantheon has been restored with this selection. The nonstop action draws the attention away from it being s- subtitle movie. Tip my hat to this one. I just want a real quick
1: comment. Yeah. I don't always like to read a movie. Yeah. I was cool with this one. Yeah. 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 So the and I, I so and I will say this is the. Uh, i don't always agree with the decisions of the council or the or how how the pantheon votes uh, pan out but uh i don't lose like faith in the system it's it's a game at the end of the day where you've got a bunch of people and uh, a poll and a guest voter that they rotates through and i'm gonna disagree with some of it but the uh For me, the dream of Pantheon still is alive, but I can get for someone who's constantly seen movies that are like what the heck is yeah, going yeah, on yeah, yeah finally sees one and goes oh yeah. yeah all right you guys are back on track yeah
0: you're scratching so, that itch for me so really. I,
1: I get it benjamin i get it i get it hit me with bill, bill wheat bill wheat i see there's a lot of nitpicking in the reviews for this one yet the general voting sits at zero no votes interesting from my first rate experience i knew the this broke ground and 50 years from now it'll exude the same feeling and new viewers that i felt this one deserves pantheon Less for storytelling, and more for overall
0: experience. And we'll wrap this up here with John Shippey. John Shippey. The Raid is an action movie through and through. Is anyone going to remember this for its story? No. Nah. Its score? No. Nah. Nah. Its acting? No. Nah. Nah. What this movie is, is an hour and 41 minutes of action at its finest. The director and the fight choreography are some of the best, and the sheer non-stop violence is something to behold. Will it become Pantheon? I'm guessing no, but... I would give it a yes because it's a movie that excels at what it is. If you did not find yourself watching a great action movie, action being the keyword, then vote no. But I guarantee if you like action movies, you'll be recommending this to others that do. And we've talked about movies that made it into Pantheon or that we said maybe no to ourselves, not that our votes Mm -hmm. count anything significantly, but we've we've, uh, talked about those and we've been like, well, I would say no, but if someone asked me a movie to watch, I would direct them to this movie. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I get that completely. All let's, right. Let's talk about how the movie did. Receipts. Receipts.
1: Receipts.
0: And we have our own patented little program here that we do, and I'll get into Ooh, yeah, that. But we yeah. always start with the movie itself and then <clears throat> some comparatives. There are hundreds, if not a thousand movies you could compare to The Raid. We try to keep it down to six or five just because of time. And so I picked some that had connections between... The kind of movie, but also the director and/or the actors.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: so, yeah, So let's go with that. So we'll start with the Raid Redemption, released as I said, April twenty twelve. Uh hundred, is that right? That didn't feel right. Well,
1: in March. Uh, oh,
0: actually, uh, that's that's the month it came in the U.S. Yeah, yes, one hundred and one minutes, uh, directed by as we said, Gareth Evans, who also directed VHS two. I don't know if you've seen that one. It's a it's a, a, a zombie kind of a zombie flick, inf- infection flick, and the Raid two production budget 1.1 million very very thin domestic gross 4.1 million us worldwide 9.1 average ticket price that year was $7.96 so a bsi of 520,000
1: bsi what's that
0: bsi that stands that is our patented copyrighted trademark registered registered Uh, method of comparing movies across multiple decades across multiple genres where we're basically looking at how many butts are in the seats, right? So butts and seats index. So we take the domestic gross and we divide by the price of a ticket to come up with the BSI and this one That is ingenious. Yeah, well, and there's a standard. We use this we use this gold standard of 7.3, which as everybody knows, is the Fight Club, it's Club standard. The Fight Club standard. And so, uh by comparing this movie to other movies but also along with this gold standard of the Fight Club standard, you can kind of see how it did overall. Yeah. Now, does its number of tickets it sold in the theater directly translate to whether it should be Pantheon or whether it's a good movie? No. Because uh, bad movies sell a heck of a lot more tickets sometimes than good movies because of marketing, because of actors, because of whatever, right? But even so, 520000 is low. It's a low number. Low number. It's a low number. So the first comparison I came up with here was Rumble in the Bronx, <clears throat> released in February of 1996. 104 minutes, very common link, Directed by Stanley Tong, who did First Strike, Mr. Magoo, and Supercop. Just to stick with the genre there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, production budget was 7.5 million. Domestic gross, 32.4 million. Worldwide, 32.4. Average ticket price in 1996 was
1: $4.42. Correct me if I'm wrong, but if I do the quick mac- do the math, the math on, that is exactly 7.3 million, the Fight the Club Fight standard. Fight Club
0: standard. Rumble in the Bronx hit the Fight Club standard on the schnoz. Whoa. It did. Then, you know, someone mentioned Dread earlier in one of their reviews. So, Dread came out September 21st, 2012. Uh, 95 minutes, a little bit shorter. Directed by Pete Travis, who did Vantage Point. Great movie. Uh, Project Blue Book on TV. He did a bunch of those uh, episodes. His production budget was $50 million, with a domestic gross of thirteen point four, Worldwide, $41 million. Average ticket price that year seven dollars ninety six cents as I said for a BSI of only one point seven million teeny teeny didn't didn't do that well didn't really make his money back either. Now let's go with a big one, big whopper, John Wick.
1: Haven't heard of it. Yeah, well, it's
0: <laughs> it's about a guy. He's an assassin and he only shoots people with, in the head. That's a different movie. In the Sorry, head. I was going with yeah, a different movie yeah, just for yeah. a minute. John Wick came out October twenty uh, fourth, twenty fourteen. Again, one hundred and one minutes. Uh... Chat Stahelski, uh, he was—he uh, didn't do a whole lot of like major direction, no. but he was second unit director on Captain America: Civil War, Hunger Games,
1: Hitman Agent Forty Seven. A movie, Hitman Agent Forty Seven, is a movie. I think I've tried to start like three times, and I'm not sure I've ever finished. Uh, but he was—he's worked yeah. on a bunch of
0: these kind of high-end yeah, yeah.
1: movies, right?
0: Domestic, uh, sorry, production budget for John Wick was only twenty million. Domestic Gross forty three million, worldwide eighty six point one. So you take that domestic gross divide by eight dollars seventeen cents, which yep. is ticket price that year, you get five point three million. Five point three million? I would have thought John Wick but yeah. John Wick was a sleeper. I think John Wick was one of those that came yeah. much much more in streaming <clears throat> than in the original release. Nobody knew what to expect there. Yeah. How about even bigger? The Matrix. Okay. March thirty first, nineteen ninety nine. Hundred and thirty six minutes. I'd forgotten it was well over two hours. By Lana and Lily Wachowski, formerly the Wachowski brothers, right? Yeah. Well, Lana and Lily, they did the Matrix series, Cloud Atlas. They got a big long list that they did together. Uh, production budget was sixty three million. Domestic gross one hundred seventy two point one million dollars worldwide, pushing a half million do- yeah. half, half a billion dollars. Excuse me. Average ticket price that year was $5.06 for a BSI of 34000000 million.
1: Why'd you include this
0: one? Well, I included it because of its action. I included it because it was almost nonstop action. And also because of the connection back over to John Wick. Okay. Yeah, so that's why I went this way. I also wanted to see, was there anything in this list that was action movies that did super well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the it's the one I could come up with right sure. off the bat that did super well. Uh, and then finally, and I mentioned this earlier, Hardcore Henry... Uh, not a well-known movie. No. But if somebody hasn't seen it and they like those sort of like um action movies that are sort of little little quirky, little first-person shooter kind of a deal sure. like Doom was a okay. first-person shooter, uh this would be one for <clears throat> me. Came out April 8th of 2016, 96 minutes long by Ilya Nischler, who also directed and this is the other reason why I included this, nobody which I almost included nobody as yeah. an action flick because yeah, yeah. it really is a good one. Uh, in any case, uh, production budget was only two million for this movie. Domestic and another reason to include this one was because its production budget was more similar to the Raid, at two million. Domestic gross was nine point three million worldwide sixteen point eight. So even though it's not a well-known movie, it actually made its money back. Yeah. Uh, average ticket price that year was $8.65, so its BSI was only $1.1 Kind of got a theme as I looked through a bunch of action movies that their BSIs were fairly low. Yeah. Uh, which I was surprised. Until you hit these like big name movies, right? So, yeah. There you go.
1: So I see you got a little flask right there on the table, right there. I've got mine, mine on this side. What do you got in that? What do you got in that little flasky flask? I usually
0: would come with uh, some whiskey of some sort, or flavor, or bourbon, or scotch, or something. This time I went uh, completely different because the raid is completely different. Sure. And I chose Captain Morgan Cherry Vanilla flavored, and uh, it's I don't hate it.
1: Let me try a little bit of that. Mm. Let's see what that is. You should hit that. It's, kind of, it's sweet. It's, it's smelling. Sweet. You would think liqueur maybe or. Yeah, I thought like amaretto or right. something. Right, right. But no, no, no. It no. you don't you, you, you know oh, get it those is.
0: fruits. You get the Captain They're, Morgan underneath get, there too because that's that spiced
1: rum underneath. It starts reminding me of the uh, like uh, New York cherry ice cream. There you go. Yeah. There you go. What do you got? Uh, I have PX I Love You. Whistler, right yeah, there. Yeah, PX I Love You. Pedro Jimenez. Pedro Jimenez. That's the <laughs> PX
0: part. But it's also a cute name because I bought you that model, I my friend. I know you did. I know you did. And I also brought uh, a collection of, uh, of uh, chocolates. Yeah. Hershey's chocolate, little Hershey's, just for a little, little snack, just
1: a little thing. fun. What? Oh my goodness! Something else is on the table. Yes, right here. there is a
0: bag. So you know the little tradition for those for those listeners who've never heard a Pantheon <clears> Companion <throat> is that the people who nominate the the council members who nominate a movie will occasionally drop off a uh, a, a token of their appreciation. A bribe. And it's, and a 100%. it's a hundred percent. It's a bribe. And the weird thing is, is that our votes very rarely have any effect except for like we are one of all the people on the Facebook group who vote.
1: They know that. But anyway. They know that. They just do it to be nice. And I have to say, it's always very nice. It is. And you've got a nice. Yep. It's a it's a it's one
0: of, you know those shipping bags where it's not a box. Yeah. It's just a bag. It's one of those and as I open it, uh, I'm feeling cloth. Ooh. Alright.
1: Yeah. It's a big T-shirt yeah.
0: that says, "Oh, it's it says." Surely not everybody was kung fu fighting with a martial arts <laughs> fight on the front.
1: This is wonderful, and you know what? It's my size. Everybody was kung fu fighting, but surely not everybody. No, absolutely was everybody was kung fu fighting in this movie. In this movie, yeah, everybody was kung fu. This yeah. is there's very the, clever. There's Stop. the one
0: guy at the beginning, the one guard that they sneak behind yeah. and they garret him and yeah. drag him off, and like he disappears and is dead or whatever.
1: He was not. Kung Fu the the, the guy, the guys in the truck.
0: Uh, no, they just sat there talking were, about the game. Uh, the, the, yeah. And when the first guy gets shot to pieces, the second guy looks at him like, "Oh, wow, you're now dead. My turn." Hit me, baby. And then they, they make it do the body walk thing. <laughs> Hit me, baby, one more time. <laughs> oh, well, Brad,
1: thank you very thank much. Thank you very much. Oh, that, is, that's, uh, that is wonderful.
0: I will absolutely wear that T-shirt when I teach classes yeah. at my Taekwondo school. Surely
1: not everybody was Kung Fu fighting.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> oh, All right. Wow deep dig yeah let's get a deep dig this nomination by brad mcboom it it is a very detailed long nomination and i will hit you with some excerpts here the raid redemption is pound for pound the greatest action movie ever made my favorite action movie is die hard which is already in pantheon die hard redefined the action movie archetype with john mcclain's everyday working class character the narrative and character-driven action Makes it one of the best. However, it's no Raid Redemption when talking about pure action. Raid didn't redefine the action hero stereotype. It redefined action itself. In my opinion, Raid Redemption is pound for pound, beat for beat, minute for minute. The best action movie ever made. The hand-to-hand combat sequences are some of the best I've ever seen. You feel every punch and kick. The action is non-stop. He has a list of some of its favorite scenes here. And I'll tell you... Two of the ones that I also like, the Mad Dog fight with the two brothers at the same time, and Rama versus the Machete Gang are the two, but he also lists Rama stuck in the walls, which yeah. is pretty funny, actually. Mad Dog versus Jaka. And and the, the drug lab the, fight. Yeah, there you go. I also love Rama training at the beginning of the movie. I've seen the raid multiple times now. Oh, sorry, pause. The second time I watched the movie was the first time I realized that the first five, almost ten minutes of the movie is him training. I somehow just, like, blanked that the first time I watched the film. I don't know why. Maybe I got distracted. But anyway, it was good. I also love Rama training at the beginning of the movie. I've seen the raid multiple times now, and every time I see him hitting a heavy bag, I think to myself... Shit is about to go down. Oh, and one more. The raid door frame impaling is my favorite kill. It's a pretty good kill. It was. In addition, the movie's simplicity benefits the action. It's pretty much Donkey Kong. Climb the levels until you get to the boss. Defeat the boss. Instead of jumping over barrels, you're beating up guys with machetes. Some may say that the plot I've just described is too simple. I think the Donkey Kong structure makes it one of the best action movies ever made when combined with the stunt work, direction, and cinematography. When I'm watching an action movie, I want action. The plot is the perfect device for giving us nonstop action. Also, the cast uh, delivers stellar action performances, seamlessly blending with the movie's breakneck pacing. Each fighting scene is choreographed is a, excuse me is a choreographed ballet of brutality, showcasing the talent of the actors and the dedication of the stunt team. This synergy elevates Raid: The Redemption beyond the ordinary everyday action flick. The music by Mike Shinoda, co-founder of Linkin Park, also adds to the excitement. The score serves as a dynamic backdrop, enhancing the relentless action sequences. In conclusion, I was lucky enough to have experienced the raid in theaters with video-lander Ryan Smith. It's a memory that will be cherished forever. The sheer excitement of watching something so groundbreaking unfold on the big screen was a rare treat. The raid will always hold a special place in my heart as a true game-changer of the genre. It has become the gold standard by which all other action movies are judged. It's not uncommon to hear people compare the action to a new in a new movie to that of The Raid or describe it as raid-esque. Hell, even the new movie Monkey Man has been said to be raid-esque. It's spawned a whole subgenre of imitators and om- homages, each seeking to capture a fraction of the lightning in a bottle that the director Gareth Evans and his team achieved. Every element contributes to its status as the pound for pound best action movie ever made. It's a symphony of violence, choreography, and adrenaline that cements Raid Redemption as a timeless action
1: classic. I'm going to say it's safe to say that Brad likes this movie.
0: I also think Brad likes the phrase pound for pound. And as a Joe Rogan fan, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm not ridiculing <laughs> him. It The, the term <clears throat> applies directly for to pound. what he's saying, but pound for pound. Yeah, that's a Joe Rogan thing, and he's not exactly wrong. All right, let's talk about the movie. Let's talk about some uniqueness. Of the movie. What you unique elements of this movie
1: did you find? So, to use that phrase, pound for pound, that it is, or other words that we've used before, is relentless. Mm-hmm. That this movie, once it gets going, is a juggernaut. Yeah. And it does not stop. And um, while you're watching it, that it's easy... I don't wanna, I don't want to uh, commentate too much on it, but it's it was easy for me to get lost in it without worrying too much about the dialogue or plot that wasn't happening right because it just it didn't give you time to to stop and worry about right. that as a, as a movie. So like it, it is the pacing of it is tight. And uh, in, in uh, other uniquenesses of it is the realness of the fighting that it, it, I was there was no suspension of disbelief for me most of the time right. when it came to the fight scenes that the, all of them felt like they, f- they fit in the natural world.
0: You know, at the beginning when he was training, that's something that Brad mentioned, it wasn't just he was hitting the bag or he was kicking the bag or whatever. It was this buildup uh, of physical training—pull-ups, push-ups, and so on, and on. But then also his bag work was became so fluid and fast that you then believed that that was actually the fighting he was doing with that fluid and fast. Yeah. It, yeah. He established it in that. Something else I found—I'm not going to say it's a hundred percent unique, but for this kind of movie, I really liked it it harkened back a little bit to um uh, uh to a Bruce Lee movies but um but this was that uh, remember i mentioned earlier that it was 35 minutes in before martial arts began that's because in retrospect at the very beginning it was about stealth they weren't in a gunfight yeah. they were uh very tactical. quietly tactical then they got to the next level the gunfights began and they were Pretty straightforward. There's a target. They're down. There's a target. They're down. But they got to the next level, actually almost to the fifth floor, I think. And the full on gun battles began with just yeah. like non stop barrage. 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 barrages and, and trying to sneak past and around and someone getting hit because they put their head in the pop their head up too soon or whatever. And then taking out more and more seemingly non ending waves of bad guys uh, and so on. And then as they got up to levels, then it was knife fights, then it was machete fights, then it was some hand-to-hand, but also yeah. some stick, until eventually in the very end, it was nothing but hand-to-hand. Uh, there were some weapons, but you then you had uh, explosives with grenades and, and uh, uh, fuel tanks. So each level of the building was essentially thematic. And I don't know if you realize, the one part where they chopped through the floor and dropped down a level, they went back... To gunfighting again, and before they went back up again, so I think there was an intentional thing there, and I liked that play, but I didn't
1: catch it till the second time through. So another uniqueness of the film is um, that I found an economy or efficiency of like they used what they had available to them that like we you know you read later in terms of like the budget was tight and they they wanted to do it in another place and they didn't do it there but then they they all they could have afford was this building but they used the building uh to make it feel like you were tight in the hallways mm-hmm. and and that that stairwell that, or that, that the open uh
0: that open uh, uh column air yeah. column in the middle of the building where they were fighting across multiple yeah. levels yeah
1: but, and in, in those were moments where you're like, we're in the open, but then this is danger. But then you go back in the hall. But everything, but they filmed it so like you felt like you were in it. Mm-hmm. Um, not quite first person shooter, but like the, the camera felt like it was a spectator.
0: Yeah, there was even a note, and I think we might talk about it in trivia, about how they had to handle the camera and the lights. Yeah. But not having a set that looks like the building, but they were literally in the building. And when they had like a 180 degree change in camera angle how they had to handle that yeah uh yeah and that was a, an interesting uh and i think unique approach to handling that as opposed to the wachowski uh brothers right with the way they did in the matrix it was a set that looks like it was in the place where they could do 360 degree return and not worry about the crew showing up in the shot sure, right sure uh, so uh
1: this is not the only martial art film this is mm-hmm. not in, in pantheon it's not the only um generic action film in pantheon no it it is a it's not if you are counting 7 samurai in this it's not the only kind of foreign language uh dubbed martial art right film i wouldn't call 7 samurai an action film i mean uh, there is action there's the action film, but, it's, but it's a story it's film. it's a story film yeah. um however Drama. that this this is uh, this is a unique movie in the fact that it is a bare boned action movie that mm-hmm. is stripped down of everything else mm-hmm. to just really highlight the action, yeah, you know, yeah. And the action is that's the that's the key, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, so that's that's a uniqueness. Now, that, that? bare boneness will go on to challenges, yeah. I
0: was just gonna say, the for bare- challenges you got this bare bones movie with just a hint of a storyline right uh two brothers one um disconnected from the family there's one line to the halfway beginning halfway
1: through i was like oh they're brothers okay i'll go with it because i wasn't paying enough attention Dude, earlier
0: at the beginning after the training scene he goes to who is apparently his father and says i'll bring him home yeah which he doesn't do no nope. but 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 even then you would have had to connect that somehow to the fact later you realize that they're brothers right
1: yeah so like the stakes in the movie because like sometimes people will talk about stakes and this is a challenge and you can read about it and a couple people like nathan planiga has uh talks about it i i think in his review is that this because it's so bare bone the stakes don't get it well established i think even kyle mentioned something similar to that um that yeah, he's pregnant, or, like, he's got a kid at home. Yeah, his, and his girl is pregnant. also, there's a brother that you kind of want to take, get back. And they don't want to die. But in terms of, like, the stakes, like, this is kind of where we're at. Yeah. Um, no, I mean... Well, and it, there's it, some police corruption involved. Uh, there is, but, like, we're not solving, really, the But Yeah, police, we're, we're not uh, handling that. The, yeah. that. As part of the plot. Not so, really. Like, so, like... We know so because that, there's that so just,
0: mo- that just explains why there's not reinforcements.
1: Yeah. yeah, Not I'm not that I'm asking for more dialogue, but because there isn't so much dialogue, and, and both Roger Ebert and Caleb Mick pe- plagiarizer uh, <laughs> were right in the fact that there's about ten minutes of dialogue, or like probably about six uh, pages, six pages of dialogue. They didn't have to memorize any lines. Not that, that not that I'm asking for more, but because no. you're you don't you're not using that tool that you're not being able to give enough or you're not being you're not giving a lot of exposition as i said this is earlier
0: i alluded to do this is one of the reasons why i didn't actually mind having to read this movie yeah you know what i'm saying that that the, the, the dialogue wasn't really driving anything forward it was uh it was just the way you would react in that situation
1: yeah so i could see council members and i know that there's a couple already who are like uh mm. <clears throat> this movie is too bare mm-hmm. um and some might also say use the line of like essential viewing best of its genre and some might might say okay i can think of a better action movie i can think of a better martial art movie right. i can think of a better foreign language whatever right right you know yeah um and or on any number of these other categories but that's if you—that's
0: uh, if you think that there should be one on the shelf. Yeah,
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. And the other—the other challenge that I could see a council member uh, wrestling with is when we go through our list later. That there's going to be things that to say this is pantheon. You kind of have to say, yeah, this one doesn't matter. Oh, mm. right. Mm. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like we we're, we're going to say like this one element is so good that the rest of it stuff. doesn't matter and we've we've had that kind of issue before or not issue but we've had that topic before when we say talked about Kubo and it's the the visuals were just so stunning so like stunning. And, like unbelievable but uh if the but then to say it's Pantheon you have to be able to say like well, you know, the story elements that might have dragged or were inconsistent or whatever about that, like whatever the opinion would be, right, right. didn't matter as oh, much wait. as this other thing.
0: And, one, you know, as an engineer myself, a uh, person that looks at things from a numeric analytical point of view, that mathematically works because you can have something that rates a two and a half on a five scale and then you have four things that rate a four and a half or five on a five scale that two and a half makes no difference
1: yeah so you have to disallow or dis you have to disuse a non-weighted scale yeah right potentially yeah Yeah, so those are some things uh so and and we've
0: talked about a few insights you know i mentioned one about the levels of the building for example here's an insight yeah
1: uh we're led to believe that this is going to be a levels of the building as we go all the way up to the top 30th floor. Yeah. We get up to five floors yeah. and then the rest of the movie is climbing back down those five floors climbing down.
0: and then when you do actually and they 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 do a cut scene of them just running up a bunch of flights to the part where the big bad uh shoots
1: yeah but it's or almost shot in the it's head. it's almost
0: incidental but but and and you and then you know they're on the 15th floor only because one of one of the big one of the bad guys rides an elevator to 15 and comes back down again but right they don't actually fight up they to don't level deliver on the game
1: like this this kind of donkey kong like brad talked about donkey kong yeah where you just bruce lee's game of death where you have to fight every level level. you get to wilt chamberlain that is not this movie that this movie subverts (laughs) that expectation because you get halfway and you're like nope we're stopping here everybody's dying at one point he he falls like two to three floors on the outside (laughs) of the building to climb up and then go back down so it's not just level after level yeah
0: no all right. All right. So uh, let's just go through our, uh, our our elements, right? We got all of the the elements here: acting, casting, directing, and so on. So break it down for me. How you feel it rates in acting and casting?
1: So for acting and casting, I I feel like this was casted well. There was nobody that I was like, oh, you shouldn't be in this movie. I, hold on. I think the old cop guy was a was a a, a, a scarecrow.
0: As far as I'm concerned. Yeah, he didn't bring much to it. I I, no, I have no disrespect for the man as an actor. I'm talking about the character that he portrayed. He was basically just a a figure to point the finger at and say you're the reason why we're in this crappy mess.
1: So, uh, but in terms of like mains, Mm. like Rama, Mm.
0: great. In terms of like and Mad Dog, and I think the big bad guy, I think they were over the top. Yeah. I play a video game called Just Cause. Just Cause two, three, four, and the big bad is it Just Cause or Just Cuz? Because uh, uh, I when work. I
1: read it, I'm like, ah, you do uh, it Just Cuz. Cause.
0: Cause. Both of those work. Like, why are you blowing all the buildings just up? Cause. Just Cuz. So anyway, so uh, the big bads in those in those games are very much like this guy. I almost wonder if this guy played those games, uh, the Indonesian version of those games, and he's like, that's the character I'm gonna play because that's exactly what he sounds like. Yeah.
1: So. This is not Shakespeare. It wasn't. No. It, it doesn't rest on dialogue. No, no. But the uh, for me, it's a solid between four to four and a half. What they gave him. For yeah. What they
0: gave him. How about for, directing and editing? I think four and a half or higher. Uh, I, I. think he did a great job, especially I, with the budget
1: he had. I would rate this four and a half to five. Yeah. Uh, in terms, uh, like like I mentioned, like like it was tightened like we were saying before. He, he shot 120 minutes. He used almost everything. Mm-hmm. Nothing was on the cutting room uh-uh. floor when he was done. It was clean. He didn't need a broom. No. He just... No, he probably just dropped he, it directly in the picked, garbage can. Yeah. So it was tight. It and, was tight. And um, I, I, I liked it a lot. I did. And um, screenplay and story.
0: So here's the thing. Yes, the story was thin. But if the martial arts scenes were a part of the story... Which drove the everything forward. Now the story becomes more fleshed out. You have to, in my mind, you have to think of the story of this movie as a little, a little more than the traditional, the dialogue and what was happening and why and their justifications. The
1: the fight scenes were showing motivations. They were
0: showing it, and and you know you knew why, <clears throat> you knew why Mad Dog fought both brothers at the same time. Yeah, you knew why he was not going to stop being Mad Dog. They they established it. It was clear. They showed who he was, who his character was through the fight scenes. Yeah. Why was he saying, okay, we're not going to use guns. We're going to use our fists. You know, They didn't have to go, let's fight like men. No. You got it, right? Because yeah. I like killing people with my bare I hands. I like killing people with my bare hands. And so I would say that brings the screenplay and story up to at least a, between three and a half and four. Where if it wasn't for those elements, I'd say the screenplay and story was real low. Like a two, yeah. two and a half. Yeah. So I think that brings it up. in the martial arts elements, because I like martial arts, because I do some martial arts some, I think that actually gives it a little boost for me. Uh, how about cinematography and location?
1: I thought it was great. Me too. Uh, and I think they, they used the, the the building very mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Uh, both in the wide shots, the outside, the hallways, the like the dingy rooms. It gave a whole dingy feel to everything. And it was kind of... It wasn't exactly a fishbowl episode, but it was sort of like, you know, in TV, you've got a fishbowl Mm -hmm. episode and everybody's stuck inside for the whole thing and the whole time. That's kind of the feeling that you get from that. And I I, I liked it. Me too. The, uh, so one thing that was mentioned that I saw somebody else talk about, and it's not really cinematography, but the between directing and cinematography was uh, in some cases they felt like too much shaky cam. Or that oh, yeah. they that it was a, like an over reliance on shaky cam at some points. Or um, I,
0: I wonder if that wasn't over reliance. It was they had a one point one million dollar budget. Yep, and a really big cast and t- a timeline. You know, you have to feed those people, right? Yep. They don't go to they don't go to McDonald's to get their lunch. Yep. You feed them. You don't want them leaving the set. So yeah. I'm just saying, uh, I would say that some of that problem. I'm guessing some of that came from their budget. Yeah, but even so, score. Uh, Okay, so at least two people have talked about the score, including Brad, uh, how the score drives it forward. My second viewing, I intentionally tried to pay attention to the score, and I don't have the same impression about the score.
1: No, I it went was back and I listened to the score uh, on, on YouTube just to like... Sure. Eh, and it was, for me, video game music uh, most of the time. And there when was, there
0: was an action scene, there was upbeat, fast music, and when there was... Uh, tense. There was tense music, but it was really just sort of. I, I don't think it was bad, but I don't think the score was a character like Saving Private Ryan. The score is a character in the movie.
1: Yeah, even Jason Bourne.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough.
1: Like, but it, it, like, there was no. There was no motifs Apollo that were noticeable. 13. Apollo Thirteen. The score is another character in yeah. the movie. Yeah. So like, um, so for me, the score was forgettable, but for me, it's forgivable yeah. that it's forgettable because it, it didn't su- get in the way of the film. It supported the film. It didn't draw me out of it. Nope. Um, but I, I get it, the, the score. Special effects and notables, so which I'd would be the, the fighting fight scenes yeah. and,
0: the and the gunfire. And the gunfire. Because the gunfire was all, what, airsoft guns, I think? Yeah. And they, they digitally added the flashes and the, 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 the wall pieces blowing up and shooting the, the bolt holes showing up and all that kind of stuff. I think they did great with that. It was very believable that those were actual. That, that yeah. was actually the damage and what would happen during a major gunfight yeah. in a enclosed area, or like, like you mentioned when they just destroyed the police van. Yep. Uh, the, the driver and the the, the uh, co uh, co driver uh, there. So anyway, yeah. No, I thought that was actually really good, and I thought they did well with those special effects.
1: And the fight scenes and the choreography, top notch.
0: And those actually slid for me over to the X Factor, which just kind of pushed it. Up.
1: Yeah, so your X factor is oh. I was figuring your X factor would be your personal connection to martial arts and your then your love Somewhat. of this action in the film. Love of action in the film and then and then yeah, martial arts of course and and
0: uh I've seen martial arts films that I'm like, yeah, it was a, yeah, that was good. Not their martial arts is bad, you know, not my kung fu is better than your kung fu. Yeah. Uh but but more like yeah, no, that was okay. This is like, oh, heck yeah, especially once it got
1: started. So for me, like this, when we talk about like that extra thing, that X mm -hmm. factor, and for me that I had my, my X factor, like, and it's a positive thing, comes from the fact that I really had no expectations of this film when I turned it on. Right. And then it sucked me in and I got to the end and I was like, that's, we're done. Wow! Yeah, total track to be. Like yeah, like I, I I lost time. It was like the 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 uh the the author Mikko Chicken uh talks about flow. Um, that Chicken So he's got a big long Polish mm. name, but he talks about flow. Mm. That you're in this you're in this moment and you lose track of time. You lose track of time. And I, that was me in the film that I like. I I just. I gave myself over to the film Yeah, yeah. while yeah. it was happening. The
0: first time I saw The Matrix was in a theater, and I swear the movie was over and I thought a half an hour had gone by. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's everybody's experience when they first saw that particular movie, but that was absolutely mine, and I get it. That's exactly what you're talking about. Like it, The movie started, it just, just pulls you I'm right I'm
1: trying up. to think, when, what was it? We were watching The Batman together, mm. and I think that you felt like three years had passed. <laughs> that, unfortunately, there's a style it of movie. Came out making. like Robin Williams and Jumanji. Yeah. What year is it? <laughs> the Ruffles still There's a there's a
0: movie style, uh, and that's 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 an example where the, the the they 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 get done. There's an end, and then there's. Another, another end, end and another then
1: there's a another end. Lord of the
0: Rings. I'm sorry. Yeah, the last Lord of the Lord Rings, Rings. Return of the King, of the does King it. just never flip and right. ends. I get up, which no, is oh, we're done. Oh no, we're not. No, we're not done. Set set down. Down. Set I'm standing up. The guy behind me is like, "Shut up, Sam!" I'm like, "There's no after credit thing. The credits haven't rolled." Yeah, exactly. No, there's this five just, more endings. Shoot. Sit down. Yeah, yeah. You
1: never heard of secondsies? Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right, yes. so let's let's chat about uh, awards. Nine awards.
1: wins, twenty nine wins, twenty three nominations, yeah. and it won for a number of things like the Image Awards for NAACP, Palm Springs International Film Festival, South by Southwest, Toronto International Film Festival, and a bunch of others. And
0: by the way, I always call that Sexy West.
1: Sexy West. S X S
0: W South by South Southwest. by
1: Southwest. How about some trivia? Trivia. I love the
0: trivia of these movies. This I was... love the fact that we dig in and find it
1: this is imdb trivia so okay. if you're looking for it you can find some trivia on imdb uh martial art used in this movie is pencak silat, salat the indigenous fighting style of indonesia mm. you know what's directly related to pen cat salat
0: is the israeli uh uh martial oh, shoot just slipped my head yeah uh uh krav maga krav maga they have that I'm not saying that one came from the other. I'm saying they have very similar attributes. If it's like the idea is you end the battle now. Like it's not like I'm gonna block, 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 and punch you back. No. It's like, no, no, block, end the fight. Yeah. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. All the guns they used in the film we mentioned were airsoft, airsoft? and that they added all muzzle fa- uh muzzle flashes oh, and not casing. only
0: airsoft, but
1: non functioning airsoft. Yeah. They yeah. weren't
0: even shooting pellets at each other.
1: They added all the shooty pew-pews pew pews digitally. So every actor who played a Even member... Even the casing ejections were yeah. digital, yeah. Every member who played a member of the SWAT team went through training with the Indonesia Indonesian Navy Special Ops to oh, study cat. techniques used in the force, including weapons use and hand signals. So
0: Yuyan Mad Dog had once trained Penkatsalat for Pasukan Penigamanan, uh... President, the Indonesian Presidential Security Forces, equivalent to the U.S. Secret Service, in 1989, and for the Indonesian Military Police Corps in the early 1990s.
1: Yeah, he was the real deal. He was the
0: real and and you could tell.
1: So, we kind of alluded to this before, but Gareth Evans originally wanted an action film set in a prison. hmm Uh, When the budget approved was too small, he pared it down to one building action film that became The Raid. The success of this film allowed him to secure a larger budget for the sequel where he got his wish of a prison drama, which I haven't seen yet. Well, you'll like it. I think if you like this,
0: you'll like that. But here's the thing. I can see how the storyline of The Raid would have played out in a prison where they were breaking into a prison that maybe had been taken over by the inmates and working their way through. Yep, you can see it. Lighting in this film was very difficult, I mentioned this earlier, since in several sequences, the camera turns 180 degrees around and moves around the room. To supplement this, production crews used lights on long poles and they constantly moved around with the camera. So as the camera turns, you're not seeing crew over there in a corner,
1: right? Fun fact, despite the fact that the movie's tagline mentions 30 floors of chaos, the <laughs> apartment building in the movie features 14 floors, 15 if you count the ground
0: floor. Yeah, that's a why well, that's an yeah. Eastern thing. So it's right? it's a 15 ground floor. floor is zero,
1: yeah. yeah. 15 floor. Uh, I did the math on this one. Okay. And, and the total body count in the movie is 121. How, wait, so and it's a
0: 101-minute movie. If so you, you divide do, it do
1: out, 1.2 deaths per minute. Oh, that's not so bad. So like you can count to 60 and only 1.2 people died yeah now there were some other ones uh, that uh um hardcore oh no the other one that was mentioned the not hardcore harry but the boiler uh hard bodies Boiler room, <laughs> boiler room. No, that's, that's no, no, that's not. That's, that's, a, whole, that's a, a different film. That's a, that's what What was the, the name of that one? Hard boiled. Hard boiled two hundred and eighty seven in two hours, well, so well, it's a, a little bit higher. There you go. AV Council vote. So let's talk about voting. Sure. So
0: Brad nominated it. He's a guaranteed. wouldn't it, wouldn't it just be just terrible if you're the nominee and then you, if you're the one who nominates yeah. it and you go nah. Yeah, Yeah. no, Brad votes yes. Matthew votes yes. April, also a yes. So, so far, three council members have voted yes. Two have voted no. Kyle and Nathan. As of this moment, anyway, we don't have votes from Ryan, Marshall, Jeremy, or Adam. But we do have the guest voter. The guest voter voted yes. So now we've got four yeses. And as of this evening, around 530 this evening, you checked, I checked again at 530, there were 76 yeses on the Facebook poll 41 people said they hadn't seen it. Three said they wanted to rewatch it, but there were a record-breaking number of no's. Like, we've never seen this before. Goose egg, nada, zero. There were no no's.
1: So, despite John Shippey saying that he doesn't think it should get in, or will get in, that it currently has 5 yeses only needs 2 more yeses out of yep. the 4 people that are left right and uh Adam, Adam likes
0: movies. remember Ryan saw this with and Brad and Ryan saw in this the with Brad
1: way back when I'm thinking this one's getting in I
0: think it might slip in Now
1: I could be shocked if all the rest
0: of the council says no Well let's say Ryan says yes and there's three noes from Adam, Jeremy and Marshall it's still a no right yeah. So yeah so in any case Also, we might be shocked, and 84 no's show up on the poll tonight. Never know.
1: (laughs) Never know. Never. How about your vote? For me, it's a yes.
0: Okay, and for me... Uh
1: Uh-huh.
0: It is a yes, but I will say it's a qualified yes. I really like the film, and I'm aware of myself voting yes because of my own preferences and, and against the things that I think should make it a no. Yeah. But... It's a yes from Like me. we said,
1: it has to be a qualified yes because you have to use a weighted scale because weighted there's scale. some things in here, like the score, yeah. which is just...
0: Mm, it, it's fine, supportive. But your vote and my vote only count in the Facebook poll. Yeah. We don't... Like, our two votes don't push it over the Correct.
1: edge. Correct. Correct. So, all right. So, any final thoughts you have, my friend? This is the third movie in a row that I have not yet watched. This So, this season... Has given me three movies yeah. that I haven't seen. Yeah. And uh very pleasantly surprised on finding a movie that I'm like, this is great. Like I will tell other people about. Go the watch Raid. this movie. This is the third movie
0: this season that I thought I had seen that I had not seen. Yeah. I had seen The Raid Two, for example. Yeah. I saw Four Lions and thought Four Feathers. And
1: I so thought I'd seen uh, Walk Hard, the, the old lion, secondhand lion.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, no. No, not seven lines. It's not four feathers actually. But, then, but your other people said four, four, uh, four uh, uh, secondhand lines. But Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story, I was actually thinking about a different uh, yeah. comedy movie that was on the same kind of uh, a rock star thing. And so, yeah, no. So it was the third one in a row that once I watched it, I went, oh, I haven't seen this before. So and then was
1: pleasantly surprised. It's a fun season for me right yeah. now because... I'm expanding uh, my broad horizons. Not that I don't mind some of the heavy hitters, the the the, the saving prior Private Ryan's the mm. Godfather mm. or the Schindler's List or like the Apollo 13 Apollo just 13. came in
0: from the side door yeah. from a versus and uh, is being is is up for is up for Pantheon and why was that never nominated and what a great movie
1: Adam Kramachow is going to chat about that in his TikTok.
0: in his TikTok, yeah so you know shout out to Adam if you don't uh, if you don't check out Adam's TikToks, you should uh, we should probably have a link to that somewhere on on yeah. uh,
1: uh, on AV So, uh, thank you, Brad, for nominating this. Thank you for... uh, You've talked about this movie before, but Mm. I never got around to watching it, Mm -hmm. so I'm glad that I've had the opportunity to watch it. Also, thank you for nominating a
0: movie that's on netflix yeah i didn't have to go pay three dollars because i'm cheap
1: ass (laughs) i didn't have to go
0: pay to watch it but even i always do i always pay if i have to but anyway uh but thank you for nominating something we could find easily it's just out there that was great
1: yeah so we'll see where the where the rest of the the season goes but for right now that um i I wouldn't call them oddball movies but definitely movies that are not uh widely not as widely seen or at least seen by me. I think of them
0: as right field. You know, something they say the phrase is out of left field. Left field is where most batters hit the ball. And they out of right field is those movies it's like, oh yeah, we almost never go there. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. As always, I hope everyone has enjoyed tonight's conversation. Where can Videoland find you, Dr. Diamond? Oh, you're
1: gonna find me on Facebook.
0: Yeah, me too on Facebook, especially on the A V Facebook page. You can find Adventures in Video Land on Instagram at adventuresinvideoland.com, but the conversation always begins and ends on our Facebook page.
1: There was rumors that I heard in another podcast that there might be an Adventures in Video Land OnlyFans starting up with uh, Brad and Nathan. Yeah, that would be great. Matthew that's Wade. Like, that would uh, be their, their version thought. of the
0: Fireman's yeah. uh, calendar, right? <laughs> adventures video Videoland only fans i guarantee you nobody wants me on that but, yeah,
1: yeah but
0: uh but you know you've been listening to criticism in its finest hour until next time video landers pulling a trigger is like ordering a takeout
1: that, that that's pretty good yeah but but how about this we, we love, love you, you.